Welcome back to Humans of Purpose. I'm your host, Mike Davis, and each week I bring you conversations with local purpose-driven leaders. Leaders creating social impact through their work and inspiring positive social change across a wide variety of sectors. Sit back, tune in, and enjoy the next 40 minutes guaranteed to inspire you with our signature blend of wisdom, experience, and banter. Learn more at humansofpurpose.com. So I suppose for businesses, a big thing is, um, especially with neighbours, ratings in a lot of uh, commercial buildings, waste is a big thing that's coming up. Um, So it's all very well to have the bins, but it's actually way more technical uh, than it might appear. And you're really dealing with human psychology as well and um, trying to reduce contamination is a huge uh, problem in most workplaces. So we've just done some... um, some education. We did a lunch and learn um, with our with a tech company we're working with, and that was that was actually really inspiring. Great to be back with you here, as always, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of Humans of Purpose. First off, a big thank you to our major sponsor, Neon Treehouse. They're doing an amazing job on all our social media work and making us look far better than I ever could by myself. This week, I'm thrilled to bring you my conversation with Eve France. Eve is the founder of Green Up Co and a friend of mine who I was lucky to meet at the Commons in Cremorne. Eve is passionate about sustainability at home and at work and has turned her education, expertise and sharp mind to helping businesses go green, improve their sustainability, reduce their carbon footprint and align their day-to-day activity with their ESG goals. I've been lucky to have a front row seat to see Eve come up with her new business and watch it grow and thrive over the past year and a bit. There's plenty to learn in this conversation from Eve beyond her business too, including her advanced knowledge of sustainable fashion, ethical eating and living, and how to dress for flamboyance and success. A brief note from Eve on this episode, you may hear us refer to her business throughout as Green Office Co, but since our catch-up, Eve has updated the name of her business to Green Up Co in response to a growing interest from a range of different organisations, not just offices. I'm pleased to welcome Kathy as our new Humans of Purpose Gold member this week. Kathy joins Jeff, Sarah, Ben, Misha, Andrew 1, Andrew 2, and Margaret as great supporters of the podcast who are getting some great benefits each and every week. These include early access to the podcast on a private and dedicated feed without the annoying ads, with full transcripts, a personal audio note from me, and a concierge service to be connected to our wonderful guests. You can become a Humans of Purpose Gold member for the cost of a coffee each month, and it's a really easy way to show your gratitude and support for the podcast whilst enjoying great perks in exchange. Check out the link in our show notes to sign up today. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Eve as much as I did. Well, Eve, um, we've made it here, my friend. We work in the same building. Um, and since you've gone from the bottom of the building and skipped me up a level and gone direct <laughs> to level two, which is probably symbolic of your progress in life as compared to mine, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. We have known each other for a couple of years since yep. this building opened. Yep. The original founding crew. You weren't part of that ghost crew that was in during COVID, but I think we met after that because um, me and a couple of people just sort of like, it's a bit like the walking dead. You'd see someone, <laughs> you know, 50 metres away and wave and be like, do you want to talk? I'm lonely. Oh, people were so up for talking. <laughs> I've never had Talking has never been more popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like complete strangers are coming to you. I did sneak in a couple of days because I, I was local. Um, 
But, yeah, people were definitely up for long conversations and you go very deep very quickly. Absolutely. Um, which was kind of a gauge of how everyone was dealing with that time. Yeah, and look, better days now, absolutely. Talk to us a bit in typical Humans of Purpose fashion just about your journey, life and career journey to date, sort of how do you find yourself here with uh, with GreenCo now and what's the journey been like? Yeah, so from a young age I always loved connecting with the natural environment and I felt kind of an inherent instinct to protect it really. I grew up in the city but I spent a lot of time at my grandma's property in the country and I had a brave mother who used to take us camping on our holidays and I know I don't look like much of a camper. <laughs> Dude, I've seen you eat some pretty intrepid-looking food. Uh... <laughs> yes, I'm very much into my organic food. That is true. I bring my lunch. Um, I really, yeah, I'm really, I'm really into my greens. Um, I feel like every time we bump into each other in the hallways and I see what you're eating, I like I ask for a lecture on health and nutrition, <laughs> which you kindly often give me. So I love that. Oh, it's either that or just lecturing people on not having their coffee cups. I yep. mean, people actually run away from me. I know. I if saw they don't have Andrew the cups. run away from me once. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, oh, I don't want to go past Steve because I had to buy a coffee cup and this is, it's very embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. They're his, they're his hormones he's all right. that he's losing and yeah. it's fine. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's, his, it's his loss. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I, I ended up studying interior design, RMIT. Hey, babe, what you got there? This is a check from Carvana. I just sold my car to them. I went online and Carvana gave me an offer right away. Then they just picked up the car and gave me this. Well, that's a big check. Well, obviously you could put this towards your next car or we could finally get that jacuzzi or I could start taking tuba lessons or I could quit my job and write my memoir. Or I can put it towards my next car with Carvana. Sorry, your check, not mine. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. And I took a subject in sustainable design and, you know, for good or bad, I was exposed to a multitude of, <clears throat> excuse me, environmental issues facing our generation. And, you know, it was it was a tough pill to swallow and um, it changed me forever. I knew it was my responsibility to do something positive with that knowledge. So I finished my studies. I landed a job in a very exciting, notable Australian architecture practice. And I spent the past decade um, in the architecture and design industry. What's that like? Is that, is that sort of fairly – most architects, I mean, it seems like a cool job but very intense. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is a lot of pressure. Um, I don't think people realise really how multi-skilled you need to be in that industry and also the responsibility and, you know, the sheer amount of money that is being put into these projects and, you know, the key stakeholders – um, they're involved, but you know, it gave me amazing experience across the board because I'd be working on large scale commercial projects and hotels and um, and working with all these different stakeholders, and then I'd be working intimately with you know a family on their beautiful high end homes. So yeah, it really helped me to understand um, you know obviously how to communicate and really take a brief and listen to what people's you know get to the core of their needs. Mm. Um, and on top of that, a lot of skills, obviously, in, um, you know, technical skills. It's not just fluffy design. A lot of it is how you change patterns and um, programs of buildings and spaces. 
My sister does a similar thing, so I kind of have a bit of a grasp of it. And maybe if I used to think it was fluffy, I certainly don't after she spent a couple of years working hard at a top firm as well. Yeah. I mean, you probably work as hard as a doctor, but you don't get paid as well. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely for the love. There's certainly a bit of a discrepancy between like effort and pay. I think in architecture, it seems like there's a lot of grind, a lot of long hours and out of hours work and and pressure but yes but it is a fun industry and it it's it is a special place and it's a lot about collaboration and it's given and you you know a great skill set now to and, and connections and experience to sort of take things to where you want to go absolutely so you know it, it did give me a lot of diverse experience and um you know it really taught me how to listen respond be adaptable um technically minded problem solve how to specify products um, and also make spaces look and feel really good. And you're doing a fair bit of like private work as well after that, like the past couple of years? Yeah. So through COVID, um, I had some private clients. I left kind of big practice and just focused with a couple of clients. Obviously, I was bringing up my daughter as well. So just great to have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really last year, I've been transitioning as those products have sort of organically come to an end. I've been working on Green Office Co. in the background. And, and I've um, seen you just, you know, slaving away, working so hard on Green Office Co. has been sort of amazing to hear the concepts being tossed around and different uh, great people being brought in to help with the next layer of um, growth and development. So oh, totally. Well, it's just, I just love it. And so where do you find yourself now with the Green Office Co.? Well, t- tell us maybe a bit about the the idea behind Green Office Co. first, and sort of what what you what were you thinking? Yeah, so I mean, what I found was I was trying really hard to reduce my own environmental impact at home, and I would come into an office and see just so much opportunity for positive change on a larger scale. Um, this really led to the idea ideation of Green Office Co. and how. You know, workplaces are powerful consumers. Um, think about how many pens and tea bags and coffee, milk, snacks, catering, hand soap. It's a, it's a minefield, my the friend. Li- the list goes on. There's so much to do. There's so much stuff. Yeah. And who, who, who's using pens, by the way? <laughs> You'd be surprised. It's ridiculous. Pens are still pens are still in fashion, and you know, especially in design and architecture, we still like to have the tangible quality of. Oh my lord. Of writing. <laughs> Um, Shouldn't go so hard on pens. There might be some uh, pen loving <laughs> listeners out there. So, back no. up my try. <laughs> it's all right. There's some cool. There's some cool eco pens that are starting to come out. Um, but really, you know, seeing the potential for the buying power of these organisations and having the potential to set higher standards, more environmentally friendly products, and and also the packaging of those products. Mm. Um, so, you know, I also inspired to create healthier working environments for employees and to show them their organisation cares about the planet. Yeah, and I think there's a, a bit in that. I mean, there's the eating and living healthier part, but there's probably also like the effect of knowing that you're in a place that is having a lesser carbon footprint or negative environmental impact probably makes people feel a lot better about their workplace and enjoy being there more. Oh, absolutely. And even um, quite common hearing from younger people is that they're actually asking that in their interviews. Like, what is your what is your organisation Do you doing? <laughs> How many what pens? is your is your pen plastic? <laughs> oh, yikes! Do you use Not tea bags? Not sure about that. <laughs> Do your tea bags have plastic in them? Because is yeah. anyone like um, declining jobs based on pens or tea bag counts? Are I don't know. That? 
maybe they can BYO, but <laughs> it's certainly coming up. It's really cool. It's yep. really changing that I think, dynamic I think it, as like well. Like Gen Z in particular, like the younger gens, I mean, even, even millennials are sort of like I think caring more and more about that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And so we want, we want to have those discussions in workplaces. We want to be open and positive um, and work together because I just think there's so much potential for workplaces to have such a big impact. And obviously the low-hanging fruit are things like uh, let's get who gives a crap in and, you know, let's let's change to some um, maybe hand soaps or washing materials that are reusable and refillable. What are the kind of principles that you take into to homes and workplaces? Like how do you, what's the starting point in, in a consultation process or an engagement? Yeah, so a big part of it is um, what an organisation, what they want to achieve with their own ESG goals Mm -hmm. and strategies and also what are their company values and how can we align that with every uh, purchase and every decision that's made within the workplace because, you know, like last year um, we hosted a sustainable swaps event at the Commons and we we basically had a table showcase uh, with all these cool new eco products. And when they obviously all got sent to us and it was really interesting to see, you know, about 90% of the products were packaged in a very ethically, responsibly, um, responsible way. And then some products turned up in bubble wrap. And I just was like, oh, this is just devastating because it was a great product. I can see you bubbling up with oh, rage look, at the bubble wrap. Like I'm really holding back here. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, you but know. It's so much fun to press and then it pops and <laughs> no. Oh, it is. And look, there is now some, apparently, some degradable versions. Good. But this was not the case. And, it, it, you know, it's just like, oh, such a shame because the consistency of the values of that brand and the product they produced and it should really, you would hope, follow through and yeah. into all of the packaging yeah. and how it's shipped. It's inconsistent, right? Because you see it's the brand, you see what they're trying to pitch for and then they make it obvious boo-boo like that and it's yeah. like, oh, well, maybe you needed some expert advice on that. <laughs> well, it kind of makes you think it's not also. <laughs> it's not that obvious all the time. Maybe they're not as passionate as you want them to be. Yeah, good point. Good and point. that's a bit disheartening, um, you know, obviously quite you know, worried about greenwashing and... Um, well, that's that's a big thing at the moment. It's a big thing. I mean, we should get into that a little bit. I mean, it's such a big thing that ASIC had to, you know, make some legislative policy changes as well around, um, you know, first of all, saying that they're going to be going after places that are um, that may be greenwashing through their ESG reporting, but also just around uh, mandatory and um, voluntary disclosures around what they're doing in their ESG strategy. So companies having to really be a bit more careful about the statements they're making because they may be investigated for them if they're not true. Absolutely. Mm. And it's coming out in the press. Yeah. Yeah, these sort of claims not being met. And, you know, I think that's really disheartening for the people that work in those environments as well because it's like they they thought their company was – you know, on this path to achieve something and they haven't. Yep. So, um, you know, and it, it, we don't have all the solutions yet. Like we're very much in a, a state of transition and products and materials, you know, are just not there yet. So there's a lot of people working on plastics. There's a lot of interesting things coming out in packaging and trying to replace polystyrene and cooling packs. Mm. Um, I saw a really cool startup using um Wool waste now to for refrigerated products. So yeah, that's the good stuff. Whenever, cool. whenever someone's using waste for packaging, I always get excited by that. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of things coming, um, and you know, with the demand, obviously, 
is the case for these products to come to fruition a lot faster. And this is why we get back to this idea of workplaces of impact and, um, you know, consumer buying power. And the more, every time you make that choice to buy something better for the environment, your your dollar is actually a vote for the world you want. And that's a yeah. famous Anna Lafayette quote. But, um, you know, that's, the more we do that, the more we inform change. Mm. And that's why to everyone, like, there's hope. Um, I made a decision a few years ago that if there was ever a plastic alternative for an item in the supermarket, I always did that. So it was like whether it was a cardboard box or it was a glass container, I always chose it, even if it costs more um, because, you know, you've, you again, you're casting that vote for the world that you want and we yeah. want to get rid of plastics, a huge problem as we Oh, no. I think there's a triple effect to that as well. So as a consumer, you make a choice, you're one person, but then others see you make that choice and might be influenced by that. And then the the companies that are doing that, that um, recyclable option or whatever, and you make that choice, get a financial benefit. So it's actually exactly. like people just think, oh, it's just one person doing one thing. So it's maybe insignificant. It's like a triple impact that you're having. Totally. And make it's a, also a decision like that. Yeah. Usually those products are healthier for yep. you. Yep. Um, so, you know, the funny thing, it, I, I mean, I look, but I'm not going to go there too far on the coffee cup situation. <laughs> you hate the coffee cups. Oh, but, my God. you know, it, it's a health issue but as well. But what about all these bio cups that I'm seeing? Are we, are we happy with them or is that like a good halfway house or it's not really much Definitely of a it's a transition it's, thing. It's, a, it's like okay but still not good enough. Still working on it and, again, um, you know, it's better than, so, you know, a, a typical coffee cup is lined with plastic and you've got a plastic lid that you're ugh, sucking hot liquids ugh, out of. Yuck. So even if you're environmentally not so concerned about that coffee cup, you might at die least soon. your health, yeah. you know, think about that. BPA and all like that other coffee stuff. coffee minus yes, plastic. the chemicals and, and would be think, great. I must say coffee, if, if you think about drinking coffee out of different things, I've always thought that um, like things taste better out of glass or cans rather than plastic. Really? The things that come out of plastic just taste weird. Like if, <laughs> if you if you contrast, um, I made I'll tell you about my resolution that I made around coffee, which I quite like. Well, obviously, because I made it, but um, <laughs> yeah. my, it was sort of like around um, once I got a really good um, aluminium lined um, Kinto. Cup. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, old mate Dean upstairs recommended it to me, and he uh, he's my go-to guy <laughs> for all sleek, cool, futuristic products. No doubt. Yeah. Um. So I got one. Best investment ever. It's phenomenal. The coffee tastes great coming out of it. But if I don't have that with me, I sit and have the coffee where I am in the oh, cup there. Fun. Yeah, and it also encourages a bit of like um slowing down, which I'm into. Yeah. Um, and just being in different environments because I love being in cafes anyway. But if I can find an excuse that's also good for the planet and it's a rule-based decision, like if there's no cup on you, it doesn't matter what the schedule is, you can afford the extra few minutes to have a coffee there. Totally. Um, like the Italians. Yeah, you know? oh, dude, like the Italians. It's like buzzing in a cafe, in yeah. a morning cafe in Italy, it's everyone just standing up. Yeah, and or Niccolo down the street, also buzzing there, <laughs> you know. Not, not buzzing, buzzing, but, you know, there's some hipsters. Not quite as loud yeah. as, it's not, know, it's not a cafe loud in Florence. but <laughs> Good folk, though, good folk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so the coffee cup thing is one thing. I think there are so many micro habits we can change, though, and it's really interesting seeing how they, how it's like going sector by sector. So... First, I think it's safe to say who gives a crap, like toilet paper makes a lot of sense to have attractive toilet paper that's also good for the planet. Mm. Coffee is around the same time, so transitioning to reusable cups is a really obvious one. What I'm seeing more and more is like um, 
um, soaps, so refillable and reusable soaps, hand washing, and other things. Yes. The removal of um, the the old school paper towel for drying hands, which I think is a big improvement. Yeah. Takes a while to get used to though. Like they had to improve the technology to get that right, that kind of dry hand feeling. Yeah, and you know it's not perfect. Yeah. But um, again, it's just I know we sort of transitioned to these fast, easy products. Now we've got a transition out of them. Um, and you know. It sometimes takes a few times. You've got to try a few different things to see what works for you. Yeah, and I suppose and businesses will make a call around whether they want to have want to invest in an expensive Dyson style, you know, hand dryer, or they want to have both the, the hand wipe option and other things as well. Um, but then you can, you know, you can go off and make different choices as well. Like um, where I work at Info Exchange, we've got a carbon credit program where we, you know, totally carbon neutral in terms of how we operate. Um, all flights have carbon credits that are repurchased on them and everything like that. And Amazing. we have this tree planting program. So a lot of the time, instead of giving people like money for awards um, for certain amount of achievements, they'll unlock trees being planted for them in, in their honour, um, which I think is like just a nice thing, you know. Yeah, no, and that's that's exactly right. There's not one solution for each different business. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I suppose my skill is really being able to bring all those different elements together to meet those briefs. Yeah. And um, obviously being very cognizant of what's out there and what's possible. Yeah. And then also how to come in and rework that in an existing program or space. So, Will you go into a, a place that has um, or have many of the projects or places you've worked with already got social procurement policies or like supply chain mapping or are they kind of a bit before that? Yeah, look, I'm not working with any companies that have a product they sell that is a tangible product, yeah, right, so there's right. less of a focus around that. Yep. Um, like at the moment I'm working with a building owner um, in the Melbourne CBD who just really is very passionate about. Hey, babe, what you got there? This is a check from Carvana. I just sold my car to them. I went online and Carvana gave me an offer right away. Then they just picked up the car and gave me this. Well, that's a big check. Well, obviously you could put this towards your next car or we could finally get that jacuzzi or I could start taking tuba lessons or I could quit my job and write my memoir. Or I can put it towards my next car with Carvana. Sorry, your check, not mine. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Getting rid of coffee cup waste in their building. Yep. Um, so looking at a few different options, they also have tenants in the building, so they have cafes in the building. Um, we came across a really cool, um, startup called Circle who've been testing in the CBD, um, Sydney. Um, and you know, again, that's an ex-corporate moving out of a corporate role to start this startup, seeing an opportunity. And I found that's quite common with a couple of the people that we work with. They've, what do they've they left do? the corporate career. What does Circle do? So Circle come up with a solution um, with a reusable cup model that um, they can basically, you know, you can get your coffee from the cafe in the building and once you're finished you can drop it off in a bin located on each floor or in the lobby and then the, the cups are washed locally and then reinstalled back at the cafe. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, because so much of the time, like, I, and I used to work in, um, when I worked in Sydney, same thing. We had a cafe at the yeah. bottom of the building and people would just come with their cups and I'd just like literally sit in a corner and want to cry. I'm just like, oh, it's like three levels in the lift. Have you seen uh, those cups that um, <laughs> that people can eat after they finish oh, their coffee? Oh, I have. Have you tried one? 
I have not. I'm keen to try have them. Have you? No. They look waffly and delicious. Um, it's genius. Yeah. Do you remember at the zoo, and you might not, as a child, I remember getting chips in an edible cup. Really? Yeah, from Melbourne Zoo. What was the cup made out of? Oh, look, it was, you know, a bit like, you know, a bit wheaty and a bit claggy. <laughs> Did it taste a bit papery? Because it might not have been yeah. edible. You might have just been <laughs> eating the paper cup. I could have just been really hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, it, you know, it, I, I it love, was obviously fine. I, mean, I think that's I'm an, still here today. That's an interesting so. idea, like where, where it can be done to actually eat the packaging. Yeah. Um, that's quite funny, I it think, is. As, as an idea and, and useful and interesting <laughs> and look forward to seeing more about that. One thing, you mentioned the CBD and sort of hotels and stuff. Um, in the small bits of travel I've done in recent times, went to Fiji and the Gold Coast and Brisbane, bit of internet, bit of national work travel and stuff. Um, one thing I quite like is the hotels have changed a lot in how they do washing and stuff mm. and serving servicing of rooms. So like now the standard seems to be that we're not going to change your towels unless you ask us to. We'll expect yeah. you to just hang them up and reuse them. Um, the other one is like with the bedding, we're not going to actually come in every day and change your sheets unless you ask us to, which I think yeah. is just such an easy thing to change. Um, yeah, I stayed in a, a hotel in Byron Bay um, and, and they actually gave you a credit. So if you didn't get your... Your room service. Oh, that's or your so towels. intelligent. I just didn't want them around. Really, yeah. I was working and I was working from the room. Yeah. Um. But then when I left, they're like, "Oh, you've got like this sixty dollar credit." That's amazing. And we're going to give it back to you. I was like, "Okay, amazing." Imagine that, if every couple, business had you know, like this, this Eve bonus credit, where it's like, <laughs> if you are environmentally responsible, we'll give you sixty dollars. You'd be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you will be well, with Green Office Go anyway. But I mean, well, like, you know, we're we're, we're going to be an impact business, so we'll be giving it. We'll be putting it yeah. all back into the climate crisis. You that's can't out environmental impact you. Like that's what I've come to know. Oh, really? You can't. Like I try. I've tried before. I, I once wore in my Patagonia shirt, my Allbirds, um, some sustainable t-shirt, and I think you're just totally out sustainability. Me. No, but we talk. Yeah. You know, we do have chats about that. So if I mm. see you, we always have a chat. We about do have a good chat. And yeah. like, yeah, I can see you're making those choices and. You know, I'm work, it's a work in process. I think like totally. it's a constant work in progress and I will ask you about your tips for home for people as well as business. But like and sometimes things change. Like um, I, I made a decision like with the big spending items a long time ago to go a bit more expensive as long as it's sustainable. Yeah. So PowerShop was a you know very popular choice a lot of people made and they got bought oh by Shell. Oh, my goodness. Um, and that Don't... was just a total disaster. Oh, it was just devastating yeah. and that – yeah. And there hasn't really been a good player. Who... Diamond, Diamond Energy. Oh, you like Diamond? I highly recommend if, especially if you've got, up. Um, especially if you've got your own solar panels. They, I don't. They were great. But, yeah, that was really devastating. And um, it just goes to show how desperate these companies are to show they're doing something. Um, so crazy. I mean, that, that and was the, and devastating. And staff resigned. Yep. Like, uh, yeah. I would say so, rightfully um, in a lot of cases. I don't know if, if you've ever, have you heard of Ecosia, which is a search engine, so you can use that instead of Google, mm-hmm. and it plants trees for all for all your searches. Like in so, the metaverse, or like it's super cool in the real world. In the real world, oh, that's good. In the metaverse, the metaverse is less useful for carbon. <laughs> I, I mean, well, it's probably a bit of both going. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick to the real world. Let's definitely stick to the real world because we really need to look after it. <laughs> um, so Ecosia, it's it's quite brilliant, but 
when you search on there, so if you looked, if you Google Shell on a cozier, yeah. Sorry, not you didn't Google it, but you cozier. If I, I don't know, it, yeah. <laughs> um, it'll actually come up with like a little dirty power station symbol next to it, so it actually um, outlines. Um, so I can get a cozier to shame all the businesses that I would like to be ashamed that way. Well, maybe have a look. Maybe there are someone's already beaten you to it. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're a B Corp, I think I think it was mainly B Corp. There might have been one other certification. If you have that, then you get a little leaf. So Whoa. I'm keen. I can't wait to get a leaf um, up. I definitely will be getting a leaf. Are you get a B Corp. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, you're a prime candidate for a B Corp. You'll probably get the highest score in the country. Well, B Corp's really interesting. Um, it's, oh, gosh, it's gaining, I used to be one. gaining popularity in your My your company past. used to be one, my past yeah. consulting business and place that I worked at previously also was a B Corp. They're, they're blowing up a lot at the moment, actually. There's a lot more action in that space. It's amazing. And, um, you know, there's actually a lot of ways that even your day-to-day stuff can help um, with getting, like, through, through our work. Mm. Yeah, we can actually help get a bit of credit for that and help with that process. Even um, being in, like, a co-work space is actually, like, a big tick because you're not using a dedicated source of energy. So much per unit of space, your environmental impact is far less. Yeah, amazing. So shared facilities and whatnot are a big difference. And I think also being out of the CBD help, yep. there's always, but it's, yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant scheme. So if you're B Corp, make sure you've got your um your green leaf on Ecosia. Yeah, make, make sure you use Ecosia to <laughs> yeah. complete the B Corp cert process and maybe you get like extra leaves or something. Yes. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Top tips for people who have a business, what should they be thinking about um, if they want to embark on any sort of process like this or just, you know, thinking about becoming a bit more sustainable or responsible environmentally? Yeah. So I suppose for businesses, a big thing is, um, especially with neighbours, ratings in a lot of uh, commercial buildings, waste is a big thing that's coming up. Um, So it's all very well to have the bins, but it's actually way more technical uh, that it might appear, and you're really you're dealing, dealing with human psychology as well, and um, trying to reduce contamination is a huge uh, problem in most workplaces. So we've just done some um, some education. We did a lunch and learn um, with our with a tech company we're working with, and that was that was actually really inspiring for me because I, I, you know watching how um, people really do want to do the right thing that was really inspiring, uh, um, and it's just you know there's these quick mistakes that happen that one second thought of which bin is going. So it's really about having really clear communication and, you know, obviously coming from the design industry, pretty much all we wanted to do was hide bins. Yep. That was our job, yeah. <laughs> you know. And now we actually are putting, we're making bins, you know, their own little housing. We're actually featuring them because it's so important. So I think really starting with getting your waste streams, you can always, um, if you can implement an organic waste stream, that's really powerful because it actually is quite a lot of food waste with catering, mm. with fresh flowers, um, coffee grounds and tea bags that can all go on your organics waste. Um, the other thing I'd be sort of looking at is, you know, are we getting our deliveries in plastic bags? We see that a lot. Um, who are our suppliers? Are they impact businesses? Mm. Can we support local Australian businesses mm. instead to get our paper, to get our other stationary items, our consumables, yep, um, and 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 local. So, can we partner with companies and you know, can they bring in biscuits in jars mm. and it's from a local bakery or you know, mm. whatever that might be? But really looking at just how we can assess what we're doing and how we can make small improvements. And 
you know, like the same with a workplace or with a with a home environment. I think just start with one thing. Yep. And it all becomes a lot easier because it's so overwhelming. <laughs> and I've been doing this over a few years, so I feel like I'm, you know, I'm getting into like get, I get really excited now by the random products that I find and implement in my house. <laughs> um, but that's can you, not. Can you everyone. invite me over one day so I can <laughs> see the the madness that is E France's dedication to oh, the environment? Well, um, okay, so I do actually empty my bath with a bucket onto the garden. Oh, that's good. No, I respect that. That's something that friends found very entertaining. I think that's um, great. So yeah, we used I, to do that with I, our, um, um, our with our dishwasher, the excess water that it would leave. So not yeah. dishwasher the. Um, the washing machine for clothes would like leave all this water in the thing. I know the dryer. The dryer yes. would leave a bunch of excess water. It's a bit too dirty for drinking or anything, but good for the plants. Yeah. So we use that for the plants. So, you know, and, and we're sort of, you know, we went through the Victorian drought and that was really full on, mm. but water is still really precious. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it might just be, you know, being more conscious about your water usage. Um, another thing you could do is just say, okay, we're just going to get really good at recycling. And there's some amazing apps out there at the moment. So RecycleMate, you can actually scan an item and um, you plug in your local council so it knows what bins you have active and it'll tell you which bin to put in. Oh, wow. I always have that problem. I get paid out by Louise constantly for putting um, stuff that's not recyclable in the recycling bin um, and also the other way around. Like just making yeah. basic rookie mistakes around what goes in the red and what goes in the yellow. There's a green one as well. I know that's just for grass and stuff, so that's easier. Yeah, and it's different for every council, which yeah. is even more difficult. Yeah. Um. So even at your workplace, might recycle something that your local Dude, council the workplace home. is a zoo. There's like five <laughs> different bins. I have like I have a meltdown every time I approach the row of bins. I'm like, what do I do? I just need some advice. Well, so I've been working with with Dean in the building. Um, fantastic Shout graphic out to designer, Dean. decent Shout guy. Also be on great tasty movies on this podcast. <laughs> um, and you know, we've been working on this new signage, We're trying to be really engaging and bold with our recycling signage, and also make it look really fun and cool. And yep. So yeah, we've gone through quite a few iterations. Like it, this is not to be really simple. Takes a lot of work, you oh, know, yeah. just refining, refining, refining. Um, so you make that split second choice really quick and easy for someone. Is there like a bit of a snowball effect? Like once a business or a home person will start to make changes, will they kind of get excited by that and then make a whole bunch of other changes? Definitely. So a momentum game kind of. Definitely. It's like, oh, yes, I've mastered this. Now what, what else can I do? What's next? Because it feels really good. Yep. Like it's like. I don't know. I'm an addict. I'm like, I just want to keep trying and implementing new things. I find it really personally fulfilling. And I think, yeah, starting with one and mastering one is then the key to rolling out all different strategies. So like the other thing um, I do is recycle old clothing and textiles with apparel, which is a fantastic startup that's just going off at the moment. As in, so what do they do? They take your stuff and then use it to, um, they'll just, you'll donate it to them and then they'll turn it into other products? Yeah. So um, basically clothing that can't be donated, and yep. let's be honest, not much actually can be. Yep. So, and I, you know, you think of like stinky, randomly stained kinder clothing and yep. <laughs> single That's socks. That's my favourite stuff to collect and try and wear, <laughs> but weird that it's not useful. So, yep. you know, it's got holes in it, oh, odd socks, stuff like that. Um, so I'll just collect quite a big container of that. So I think it's about 10 kilos is the box that they take. Then you go on their website, you purchase a career label 
and then you that someone comes pick it up from your house. And that gets turned into like uh, underlay for carpet. Um, they're actually making some really cool new furniture products. Wow. And you can so, buy stuff from apparel store? Um, oh, you used to be able to. I think they've stopped that. I think they've just really focused, really streamlined the operations just on the recycling. And I yep. know they're working maybe with um, some of the big uh, shopping centres as well to make sure yep. no excess stock is going in the way. So that's a really cool um, thing you can do. And um, Recycle Smart is um, another similar initiative where they come and collect hard-to-recycle items from your house. So you can leave batteries, light globes, um, e-waste, soft plastics, depending on your council at the moment, um, and clothing. And you can just leave it there and they pick it up. So that's, that's amazing. Only, only for residential. And we really need something like that commercially. It's um, not as easy. Um, but, yeah, fantastic. So that's Recycle Smart. And, um, you know, another thing you could do is just start composting. And I actually noticed my local council is offering discounts on re- products to help you compost at home because they mm. haven't yet um, started their organics yep. recycling. So they that's coming next year. So in the meantime, they're still trying to get people to home compost. So they had some discounts going on that. Um, and there's another app called Share Waste where you can actually find local compost drop-off points um, near your home. It could be even like a neighbour's house mm. has a they have a compost bin in their front garden. Um, so all those sorts of things listed. Someone with animals. Um, so I actually have been dropping mine off um, at a community garden because um, I just haven't found uh, I just haven't found the right system for me yet. Yeah. Um, but I do that with my daughter, and you know, it's fun. It's it, it's, it's hilarious. An education she loves well. unlocking the padlock. <laughs> she's, like, she's teaching her to break into Dude, things. Dude, when I was a kid, apparently <laughs> this is a true story. Um, my folks and grandparents used to take me to the zoo, and I did love the zoo. But apparently, what I loved even more was I was obsessed with the locks and like how they keep the animals in, and like why can't they get out, kind of thing. Oh god, um, they're so, like, please just don't let the lion out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also, and also, what's wrong with your son? Like, why is he staring at the lock? Like, that's kind of there's gorillas and stuff. That's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, the gorilla would be scary. Yeah, it would be a bit scary. I, mean, I have a bit of distance between the gorilla and myself. <laughs> what, what, are you, um, what, are you, um, what changes have you made recently to your home setup that sort of you're most excited about or can share? Um, the most recent thing I did actually was I offset my car. I do actually – I offset my personal carbon through ecology um, and they have – I think they're – a British company, but they have projects in Australia. So wherever you offset your carbon, they will put your money towards local projects. Um, and that sort of does cover my car carbon. But, yeah, look, I'm trying to – I would love an electric car. I'm working on it, um, something I want in the future. But at the mm. moment I'm sticking my existing car and I just, yeah, I, I um, offset my car um, with Go Neutral, cool startup. And look, for me, that's just like having that sticker on my car, it it aligns with my values because it shows other people that, yes, at the moment, I don't have the ideal. I have a diesel, you know, small four-wheel drive. Um, But But, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. And I think the more you have that sort of visual presence, so someone's stuck behind me in traffic, you know, that might trigger something for them. And then I was (laughs) was just so excited to see someone else with a sticker the other day, like even... um, it's this huge kind of like big old vintage van. It's super cool in my neighbourhood and it had the sticker and I literally was so excited. <laughs> I was <just> like, yes. <laughs> um, so I think like 
that's kind of that's been my latest yep. thing. Um, but yeah, what about um, food? Are you do you spend a lot of time? Maybe it's not part of the business, but do you spend a lot of time thinking about like ethical or more sustainable food choices? Because there's so much mixed information out about out there about like what should we be eating, not just for health but for planet too. Yeah, totally. I um, so I'm I'm vegetarian. Um, I have a very small amount of cheese. <laughs> just. Maybe one day I'll be able to fully let go, but this is, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not perfect. Um, and I eat a lot of beans and chickpeas and kind of leave and stuff like that. So the one thing recently I've been doing is just trying to cook my own beans. So not using cans because although aluminium is infinitely recyclable, um, it's a lot of embodied energy to create a can. Yes, true. So I've started doing that and that, they actually taste way better. Um, so my hummus tastes amazing. When are you going to invite me over for hummus (laughs) and to see your environmentally friendly state-of-the-art home? Oh, look, well, you know, at the moment I'm renting. So that's a challenge. So, um, sold, sold up, uh, just out of COVID and I'm, I'm currently renting. So that's really, that's actually really hard for me because. You can't probably do as many changes as you want. No, I find that, I find it really, and look again, I'm working on that too, but, um, yeah, I had solar panels in my last place, um, we had I had water recycling. Are you a nightmare for the body corporate there? Do you email them or call them everywhere? Oh, look, I just want to uh, let you know that there's no community garden on the roof and there really needs to be. And also um, I found some coffee cups outside and I'm really upset. Oh, look. <laughs> look, I have called the council when I saw a building site literally spraying bits of polystyrene oh. right near Mary Creek. Um, yeah, that really freaked me out. So I called the council. I'd sorry, building site. I dobbed on you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Apartment development. Don't um, say where you live on the podcast. No, I'm definitely not going to say where I live. No doxy. Uh, so, yes, and I've also called the council when bins have been overflowing um, uh, by the water in the bay. I just thought the playground in the bay, just that's just not where we need no. bins overflowing near the water. Um but yeah, it's hard when you're renting. Obviously, it's it's really difficult. You can't just install solar panels, and it has gas, and that oh, you know I, I don't like gas cooking. Um, but anyway, that's that's what I've got at the moment. So um, I think it's like what you know, what can you do? Actually, on that, I just received a note saying basically my gas bill is going to double. This year. Oh, terrific. There's just um, constant flow of great news about oh, the economy. So I was like, well, what could I do with that money? I was like, I'd rather give that to the owner and say, can can this go towards Turn a, off my gas. an electric booster? Because I, yeah. I, I, um, then I can have all renewable energy. Yeah, I don't want the gas stove. Yep. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose that. You we'll should. see how it goes say, down. I don't want your dirty, expensive <laughs> gas anymore. I'm going electric, baby. It's challenging in the inner city of Melbourne, like in my suburb, I'm walking around and they're all, all terrace houses and they're yep. all on gas heating. Oh, man. So it's, a, you know, again, it's just like this is a big transition. It's um, a transition. Only at the beginning. Yeah. Um. So... Tell me about your mindset going into 2023. Well, what is what is the the Eve France and Green uh, Office Co. that we find ourselves in state of mind and maybe how that manifests for you this year? <laughs> well, um, so last year, I think coming out of COVID, I was like, I need to have a hobby because I've pretty much just like work is not a hobby. And I know that's a hobby for a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? We're in my hobby right now. Uh, how dare you? Well, you know, it's it is a yeah, it's got it's to be not fun. The healthiest hobby. No, I mean, it's not. Yeah, but your your own business. It's really hard 
to stop. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pick up a hobby. Outrageous. Um, <laughs> my very limited time. <laughs> and I, um, so it, interestingly, I reverted back to hobbies that I had as a child. Isn't it weird being, quite an, like, isn't it weird being an adult and being like, I want to find a new hobby. Don't you feel like you're turning into like a, an eight year old where your parents oh, say totally. to you, you look bored. Do you want to think about a new hobby? It's like, kind of weird and embarrassing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're not, yeah, you're not a child anymore. I can just imagine you saying that to your daughter. Um, <laughs> guess what, honey? i got a new hobby. Oh, no, yeah. She'd be like, whatever. <laughs> like, it's it's so funny. I mean, they just play all the time. Yep. So watching her, I've just been trying to influence my own life with a lot more play. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so I picked up, I went back to horse riding, oh, which is something awesome. I always loved, and um, and dancing. So, um, like at the same time, or so, so, that, <laughs> well, that could be interesting. It has been done, yeah. Uh, it has been done, but no, not the same time. Be challenging. Um, but both of those, interestingly, um, you know, both of them came back on a horse, okay. So, uh, you know, after a very long time, and I did have my own horse when I was younger, um, but it, it had been at least 10 years since I've been a horse, say, and um, oh gosh, I was like. I'm actually terrified. And if I fall off, I actually might break an arm and it's mm. really hard to look after my daughter yep. with one arm. So <laughs> I reckon if anyone could do it, you could, but still not ideal. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, that thought crossed my mind as I was like cantering around this um, arena. Just like the horse was massive <laughs> and he was a bit like, he was, yeah, a bit clunky. And it was just like, oh my God, I actually might fall off and hurt myself, which I never thought about as a child. Um, but it's given me a lot of confidence. And then, um, you know, I went, I, so I participated in my first body electric, which. Um, what, what is that? So it's, it's basically the theory is anyone can dance and you do 10 weeks of lessons. Um, in your group, there's t- about 10 dance groups and you get a song and a theme and you make your own costumes. Like it's amazing. Um, <laughs> it is like so amazing. And then we and then we actually performed at the forum. Whoa. Which is epic. Like, like in a group dance? So there's like it's so is it's it a choreographed? Full, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Amazing choreographer, Jade, um, founder of Body Electric. And, yeah, so so we so we there's like 10 – 10 performances and uh, so it's a full evening and there's about 1,600 people in the, in, Whoa. the, in the crowd. Whoa. <laughs> yes, which you don't really kind of get a sense of that until you're actually on stage performing and you look out and you're like, that's, oh, my that's God. a lot of people. There's so many faces. And, like, you know, I haven't, again, I haven't performed since I was at school. Yeah. Um, and I got given the role of one of the princess layers in a very skimpy outfit, I might add. And a lightsaber. So Whoa. not only on the stage, but, yeah, in that situation as well, which was just, you know, it took a lot of courage and it was so fun. But, um, you know, I want to take more of that energy in into my life. I really feel like, you know, um, the, the green princess Leia coming out, helping the planet. Yeah. And, um, Maybe that know. could be like a new avatar of business, <laughs> like green princess Leia. <laughs> Well, we'll talk to Dean. Be, we'll talk to Dean. It's not essential. We better workshop that with my design crew. <laughs> although, talk to the PR although team. Dean turned up in the same outfit, the Princess Leia outfit at Halloween. Well, so I was going to ask you whether Dean was mind. in Body Electric as well. He, he oh, could, yeah. He'd be good in it. He'd be great. Yeah. He'd be great. I reckon he'd be great, actually. Watching you and Dean have meetings is like, did I just stumble into a future vision of the future and environmentalism combined? <laughs> 
Because he looks like Neo from The Matrix and you look like you're made out of very uh, <laughs> sustainable clothing. And I'm like, this is this is just the future uh, unfolding in front of me. It's amazing. Oh, well, you know what? You just want to work with fun people, don't you? Oh, and 100%. I have to say, working in, in the green space, the, the people, the consultants and the people I'm coming across are just so positive. They're, yeah. They're just beautiful people. They're passionate about what they do. They want to see change. Uh, it's just, yeah. It's a lovely, I mean, it doesn't feel like work. It's obviously, um, I just love it. That's awesome. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a wonderful chat. So fun. How thank can people you. connect with you and learn a bit more about your work? Well, um, you can visit um, my website, greenofficeco.com.au. Um, and um, you on the grams or what are the kids say yeah, these days? Yeah, Instagram. But, LinkedIn, um, you like professional networker as well? Yeah. Look, I'm working on all of that. It takes so much Electronic time. mail? Electronic mail? Oh, my goodness. Like, I just, look, if I can just get the website finished, yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be a good start. I mean, it's always, I, th- I just feel like this is the, the, the designer in me. It's just like it's just never finished, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, look, reach out on our website and, and send me an email. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to working with organisations who even just want to start on the journey, need a bit of guidance or they're halfway into the journey or they want to go for B Corp or, um, yeah, or they just really want to, you know, go do a full green overhaul. I'm up for any of it. So get in touch. Uh, and what an awesome person to help you on the journey. Highly recommend getting in touch with Eve. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been awesome. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast player and why not share it with a friend or two? If you want more from your Humans of Purpose experience, become a Humans of Purpose member today through our new platform, Supercast. All you need to do is hit the link in our show notes. If you have a message to share with our audience about your brand, products, or services, we have a wide variety of paid promotional packages available. Please get in touch by hitting the link in our show notes.